Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Kim, the author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you're new to my podcast, I'd love for you to join in our light medicine community. And one of the ways you can do that is actually check out the free gift we have for you. It's called the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide. The three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. Lots of peas in there. So you can get that at sensitivesoulguide.com. And uh, when you get that, then you will have a little invite to come into the light medicine community, which is a community kind of like Facebook, but without all the censorship and snooping. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can come in and uh, get support, ask questions, be uh, you know, participating in some of our mini healings and some of the other cool events that we have. Uh, love for you to be there. So sensitivesoulguide.com. Now today I get the beautiful pleasure to interview Carrie Hummingbird. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, she's a medicine woman, a mother and a mentor, and the founder of Inner Medicine Training, a mystery school that shares potent ancient traditions from the Andes and Himalayas for owning your wisdom and living your purpose. She is the number one international best-selling author of The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama. I love that title. Um, it's an international bestseller for over 183 weeks. Uh, also, the book Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound, which describes the most direct path to self-realization. As the host of Soul Nectar Show, uh, Carrie Hummingbird inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with an authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. Some more peace there. As a healer and mentor, she catalyzes mind shifts that transform life challenges into gifts of wisdom. And we're going to be talking about her newest book, um, and that's going to be released on Earth Day 2023, and it's called Inner Medicine, Becoming One with Mother Earth for the Survival of Humanity. And I, I love this topic because those of you that have been following me for quite some time, you may recall that I mentioned being a what I call an auto-proxy for Mother Earth uh, uh, or an empath for Mother Earth for a time. I'm no longer auto-proxying for Mother Earth as often as I used to. And uh, one day I would wake up and all of a sudden the knee would be swollen. And I'd think, well, I didn't do anything. So what's going on? And it would be some something happening in some other part of the world, some sort of uh, conflict that could escalate. And that was my indication to say, <clears throat> need a little healing over here. So I remember one time... Um, my right knee was swollen for seemingly no reason. I asked, what's going on? I was empathizing, or sorry, proxying for Mother Earth. So my body was Mother Earth, and I said, well, where is it? The conflict was in Korea. So there was, uh, according to my testing, for what it's worth, um, there was going to be a potential nuclear conflict in Korea. So I don't know too much about politics or any of that stuff. Geography even is terrible. It's not my favorite subject. So I'm like, okay, what do you need me to do? So we just uh, smoothed out that, and, uh, well, I guess there was no nuclear conflict. <laughs> that we found out uh, and then the knee pain went away the swelling went down and so that was my life for a while um, so I literally was one with Mother Earth and uh, some people are called to, to that level of service now I do not have to do that on a daily basis I do other things but um, I think it's very interesting we're having this conversation because many of us are like okay humanity here we feel that there's a threat to humanity people want to change our genes people you know want to make us less human make us more robot I'm really concerned about that some people say right so what how do we save humanity what does that have to do with our connection to Mother Earth so without further ado welcome Carrie loving to have you on the show today 
Oh my gosh, Dr. Karen, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here and to share whatever messages want to come through me today. Oh, that's great. Well, let's start with you. So how does one become a medicine woman? <laughs> and uh, give us a story about how you developed all of that. Absolutely. Well, I, of course, I did not know this was my path, as many of us stumble into the path and unawares. Uh, I began actually just as everybody else, just sort of um, living and thinking I was a, just a human and that was all I was. And for a long time, that was my reality. And it was really the darkness, you know, it was really approaching the darkness, the, the sort of constricting path of staying in the understanding only of yourself as a body and a mind that starts to open up that door because it's through that constriction that the universal love can enter you and start to open you up and start to fill you with new understandings of yourself. And that takes that leap of faith. And so I, I got into that constriction, that deep constriction where I was very suicidal. I didn't want to be here anymore. It Except that I was a mom. You know, I had two small children and I was in a relationship I'd been in for about two decades and I I just didn't want to be here on the planet anymore. Psychotherapy wasn't fixing it after twenty years of weekly psychotherapy sessions and taking those not feeling pills for thirteen years, that didn't help either. And I just thought this is hopeless and I was at that place. And then mm. I started to have these awakening visions. I had um this I had this nightmare that really scared me and it was something I describe in the book, Inner Medicine. And in this vision, and maybe people have had similar kinds of nightmares where it feels like something's just choking you, like it's preventing you from speaking your truth, it's preventing you from calling out for help, it's preventing you from speaking and you're in your nightmare kind of stuck, not able to advocate for yourself and just kind of constricted into this tight shadow, this oppressive shadow. And I woke up from that nightmare near the end of my, my former marriage just sweating and terrified and it was awful. And I thought, wow. I have to change my life. I can't keep doing what I'm doing. And so shortly after that, I got this vision that was a very light, beautiful vision of this giant ship's knot that was the kind like when you want to tie a boat up to a dock. It, and you tie this giant knot at the end of that to secure the boat. It was the end of the rope. And there it just poofed, poof, that's the end of the rope. And everything inside of me aligned and knew that it was time to move forward, that I wasn't going to be able to save this marriage, that mm -hmm. I needed to save myself, and that there was some help waiting for me on the other side of the decision to take the leap and leave and leave behind all that we had built together, which was significant material wealth. You know, I was like, I'm going to walk away from all that. Wow. And so I did. I left it all. And I started off on my own. And then everything started to fall into place as it does. Like when you take the leap of faith and you make the great departure and you say, okay, I'm going to leave everything I've known and I'm going to open to the mystery. All of a sudden things start to fall into place. And so that's what happened to me. I was led to teacher after teacher after teacher that ended up being all related to Mother Earth medicine, beginning with yoga and the breath and my body and um, opening up my body with breath and love and, and starting to work on this path of self-love and then getting to learn um, from teachers who were helping me to claim my empowerment as a woman mm. and my worth 
And then it started turning into this, um, hey, go over here to Peru and, and learn from these rainbow-colored poncho people about Mother Earth and, and the star nations. And hey, guess what? You're, you're not who you think you are. <laughs> you're a rainbow warrior. What? So it was this mystery that kept unfolding in, in more and more beautiful ways that I could never predicted from, you know, that bathroom floor scene, like any pretty love where you're just on the bathroom floor crying, like, please, right, help right. me, God, you know, like, <laughs> like, I could have never predicted that. So, yeah, so now I'm a medicine woman. I, I, I follow in the footsteps of the teachers before me. I share all the wisdom that I've integrated inside my being that wants to come through me to support people, and I help them find their inner medicine, their magic. And it's just, as you know, when you hit your stride in your purpose path, Dr. Karen, it feels so good. It's, like, amazing, right? It's like, wow, if I didn't know this was on the other side, I would have never hesitated, right? Right, right. Oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing, 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 amazing. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience. And, um, yeah, why is it that so many of us have come through that amazing dark night of the soul? It could be pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's actually so intense. But, yeah, I think you know this. It's like um, the pathway that really helps me understand that is the Gene Keys, G-E-N-E-K-E-Y-S, through Richard Rudd. Um, for anyone who's interested in that, you can actually go to the website and get your free profile. It's really amazing stuff in the sense that it integrates um, ancient Himalayan wisdom of the I Ching, which is a divination tool, but it's mm -hmm. more than that. It's actually understanding human nature and all the shadows that we face as human beings to understand that those are... Um, portals into light and so we can explore those dark places and feel what they bring up in us in our bodies and as we feel it that we unlock some magic inside that allows us to open up the light portals and start to fill ourselves with those high frequencies and as human beings we're meant to be sort of middle the middle way the the road between the two extremes and to learn to navigate that polarity and to bring everything back into harmony. And so that's, the Gene Keys really helped me understand that in a really good way is what I want to say. I've really learned so much mm. from it. Yeah, I haven't dove into that. In fact, I just started with the whole human design thing and I don't know the date, uh, the time of my birth. So it's limited, but uh, the woman I used was just so accurate. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so a lot yes, of people say they do both. You know, they've done both. And it's just been profound uh, just having all that at their fingertips. And uh, so that's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, so let's, yeah, let's talk about your book. So, I mean, You've written several amazing books. So why this one? This one is the, the book that's coming through me to share with people how we can align with the planet so as to create the opportunity for humanity to thrive going forward on the planet. Because as many people know, there's a lot of indigenous prophecy and there's a lot of um, channeled messages that this is a time of the Great Awakening. That this is actually, um, we're posed with the potential of the ending of humanity, right? The fifth extinction, the ending of life on the planet as we know it. 
But that also includes a sixth sun. So every ending opens a new beginning. And the pathway that we are invited to walk is to uplift our consciousness so that in harmony with Mother Earth, we get the messages that we need in order to bring the technologies forth that will make a difference on the planet and to also to understand what the planet needs from us. I love that you were sharing about your knee and how your, the planet was working through you to ask mm -hmm. for your support in helping humanity with something that was going on through your vessel. And because we are, you know, a lot of people like to think, oh, we're separate human beings, but we're actually just like other animal forms. We are the human entity. So we are one collective humanity. And so that means that anything that happens in one human happens, you know, in some way, shape, or form through all humanities. We share these collective patterns. And the jinkies, again, I love that because it expresses through the I Ching, like what those patterns are. So we get to be the vessel of consciousness of the planet, connecting with the consciousness of our star nations and the higher frequencies of light in order to now finally embody a true sovereign human on the planet that is filled with divine Ooh. light and is also able to be the steward of the planet and the garden the way that we were told we were meant to be. Those of us who were indoctrinated or thought about Christianity in that way, it's like what we're being invited to do, we are inviting to be the stewards of the planet, the stewards of all life on the planet. Have we done that yet? No. So that's our next opportunity. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. So how did you get involved with, um, you know, the people in the Andes? I, it was a synchronicity. Um, I had been studying with another teacher, um, Heather Ashimara, like I said, to gain my personal power as a woman and to heal these um, misogynistic patterns out of my body so that I could be empowered. Mm. And simultaneous with meeting her within a month or so, a friend of mine just happened to be looking on some um, some auction website for spirituality, like some donation-based like feel-good thing. And and she's like, oh my gosh, Carrie, I found this and I thought you would be interested in it. And it was a um, beginning level class with Alberto Vialdo. And Alberto Vialdo um, mm -hmm. is a bridge of Andean wisdom into the Western world. So when he started doing this work, the Laika, the high shamans of the Andes Mountains, had come down from the mountains because they knew it was now time to bring this message to humanity, that it's time to heal, it's time to have unity, it's time to be in love, it's time to cast off the shackles of control and power over and domination that we've been experiencing for 300,000 years. It's time for us to be free and to be in harmony with the planet and to learn how to do that. And they have been stewards of this rainbow light wisdom on the planet holding space for us through generations. And, um, wow. and so Alberto is a bridge for that medicine. And so I found him through my friend. And then I started studying and I was like waking up with every class. It's like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm not who I thought I was. I'm, I'm this other being. I'm this being of light. I'm, I'm from this other planet. I'm here to be part of the change. Wow, I didn't know all that. And so I love the journey because when we start to wake out of our sleepy human um, egoic existence, personality existence, we wake up to so much more potential that can be possible through our vessel for the good of all as we realize who we are in truth. 
Ah, okay, okay. That's really cool. Now, did you, uh, just curious, did you actually have to physically go to the Andes? <laughs> I have physically gone to the Andes, okay. yes, um, several times. I've gone yeah. twice as my teacher, and I also lead groups there now. There's mm. something about being there that's really mm. powerful. And I, I know that I've talked to so many friends who feel called, for example, to go to Egypt or to visit various places on the planet put their physical body in that space and there is something really powerful that happens when you put your physical body if you're feeling called you put your physical body in the space of the Andes um, it's really potent how magical it is there there's a difference in the planet there it's there's more of an aliveness to the earth there it's mm. hard to describe except that when you're there you really know the planet's alive Mm. And conscious. Yeah, that's fascinating. I remember when I went to uh, Hawaii for the first time, I felt like I was mm -hmm. home. And I think maybe, you know, the star family I used to be part of or whatever had some connection with Hawaii. So I felt really home, even though I'd never been there before. And somebody told me, I don't know, you know, from their perspective, it was true, but um, they were saying that Hawaii is the heart. Uh, the heart chakra of the planet, um, mm. and I think there's probably various different energetic, major energetic centers. I think Andes is one of them. So, you know, it sounds like you found your home. Yes, I love what you're saying because I also love Hawaii. <laughs> when I go to Hawaii, it feels like the air is kissing my face. It's, mm. I always feel like it's embracing me and saying, hello, daughter, we love you. Yeah, and so exactly. I feel that way in Hawaii too. And I've heard from... Um, there's some research done that the the balance of the planet has shifted so that the wisdom traditions of the Himalayas, which were always our anchor point on the planet, has now shifted to the Andes. And so what I'd like to do is weave those medicines together. I feel like I'm a weaver. I'm a weaver mm -hmm. of medicine. It's like, okay. how can we weave this medicine with that medicine with this other medicine? And because underneath all the medicines, all the ancient medicines of all of our lineages, lies the pristine seeds of consciousness that we're all tapping into on this planet. And so we can access these universal truths by exploring and weaving these medicines together. And that's really potent when you get down closer and closer to the source of who you really are. And it's more and more powerful. Wow. And, and um, you know, there's a term called... Uh, Homo luminous, which I absolutely love. <laughs> homo sapien, homo sapien, sapien, you know, homo luminous. And I, I just recently uh, came from a conference with Greg Braid and Bruce Lipton, two of my faves uh, as far as teachers. Really love listening to them and the science, because I'm a science nerd, so I really love that stuff. And, you know, they were talking about how, uh, especially Greg was talking about how, you know, that it was um, statistically impossible for us to have evolved from monkeys. Uh, that the second chromosome and the seventh uh, literally have very, very specific splicing in it uh, that makes it seem like we actually come from the stars and that we were placed here. Um, so just curious how this whole homo luminous, the whole humanity, like any, any thoughts on, uh, you know, the new humanity? Yes, actually... Um the homo luminous is talked about across many of the medicines. Alberto talks about this. He's also aligned with Greg Braden. And, you know, and so the homo luminous is really talked about in the Gene Keys as homo sanctus. So there's kind of some different vibrational names for it. You could also call it the rainbow body. 
in the in the Buddhic path. So what it is, it is it's actually the ascension of your consciousness through embodying your humanity as love. And so it's uh, mm. a lot of people, um, there's a trajectory and a path, right? So we all form kind of like this, a path towards awakening that looks similar, but there's different details. And so in the first path, you think that you're just human and that's it. <laughs> so you're kind of in your mind and your personality and you just don't really know that you're anything bigger than a body. You just don't know. And then you start awakening out of that into, oh my gosh, there's something bigger in me. That's interesting. And you start exploring that. And through meditation or through some um, breathing practice, you start to get out of your beta brain and into alpha and theta. And then you start to have dreaming or awarenesses outside of your body. Maybe your feeling senses open up more. So you really start to realize there's something more going on here. And in that exploration, Eventually, you get led to like, hey, I want to escape back to the stars. <laughs> like, this yeah, planet right. is, you know, like, please <laughs> let me go home. You know, right, right. <laughs> a lot of people said that. <laughs> like, you start to realize I'm not from this place. That's why I don't like it, you know. <laughs> and it feels heavy and dark and dense. And it's like my frequency is so much lighter than this. And this is uncomfortable. And I don't like it. And I just want to go home. And so, you know, when you get to that place, you know, the tendency is to just kind of want to bliss out in the meditation mm -hmm. place, right? Yes. Yes. I don't want to be human. You know, I don't like this. Well, yeah, a lot of people but, are doing that, right? They're just like, I don't want to be here. So they, and what happens, their body falls apart. They have no money. They can't pay their rent. And I'm like, okay, so you're floating up there in the higher realms, but you actually aren't grounded. And you're not grounded. You're the one that chose to be here. <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing, Dr. Karen. It's like, it's that, that is the moment where you have to actually ask yourself, do I still choose to be here? Because mm -hmm. if I don't really choose to be here, then all I'm doing is opting in for more suffering by trying to silo myself away from all, quote, toxicity and negativity. And the thing is, the toxicity and the negativity is definitely palpably felt in the body. I have felt so much of it. and our job as light workers on the planet at this time is to bring love and consciousness to those feelings in our bodies to heal them, to reclaim mm -hmm. them in love. Mm -hmm. That's our greatest gift. Beautiful. To feel the pain and to say yes to it. I love you. Bringing some aspect home to you. It might be an ancestral trauma. It might be another lifetime. It might be just generalized human pain. That's what we signed up to do. We signed up to be the transmuters of these heavy, dense, dark frequencies back into love through the embracing of those feelings in our bodies and really loving it home. And this is the awakening path. So, if, you know, everybody who wants a rainbow body and like, hey, I want to be like sovereign and I'm going to be walking my mojo on the earth and, and I came here for the great awakening, well, then... This is the next part of the journey. You've got to embody. You've got to get grounded. That's why we study with the wisdom teachers that are shamanic in nature, that are Mother Earth in nature. That that's their spiritual path is how to talk to nature, how to talk to Mama Earth and all the plants and animals and the elements and everything. That's 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 the next path. Mm, yeah, I love that. That you know, there's in order to 
you know, awaken and all the things that many of us light warriors have agreed to, um, sometimes in our humanness we go, well, let me just sidestep this discomfort part. Let me just go around it, right? And what you're saying is, well, actually the path is through. The path is through. The path is through. The whole experience and bring love to the whole experience without negating one for the other, which is, again, polarity stuff that we are healing. Yeah, and watching those patterns, too, because the more power you grow in yourself as a light warrior, the more some aspects of the darkness, and everything wants to live. Everything mm-hmm. wants to survive. Mm-hmm. No, nothing wants to die or be killed, right? So you can understand how the greater your light is, the more threatening it is to things in the dark. Because things in the dark have no authentic power of their own. They only have the power that we choose to give them. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we, when we said about, like, I, had this, I was in this one medicine ceremony with um, a Caucasian medicine pourer. And he said to me, well, this is going to be fun because I've killed my ego. I don't have one anymore. And I looked at him like, I probably should stand up from this ceremony and get out of here. You know, like, mm-hmm. this guy is a little bit Looney Tunes. Like, we, Richard Rez says that the, the ego is the, is the lichen on the rocks. You know, we designed our own incarnation path. We designed the personality through which we would experience being human at the time of the Great Awakening and the challenges through which we would evolve our consciousness. We selected all of this. So we don't then turn around and blame and judge the personality for being the personality. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, this is my beloved. This is my, my celebration. This is my cosmic disco dance for <laughs> earth consciousness I love that. coming through a human being like this is my celebration that that's possible right here yeah. right now yes I, I love that you truly are a soul sister of mine <laughs> <laughs> we speak the same language and it's funny because I do have some, you know some, when I mean not that I have a lot of people saying that to me but you know when somebody says something like oh I I I went through an ego death, I have no more ego, and I just kind of wrinkle my forehead a little bit. Like It's like a, a knee-jerk response. I'm like, huh? Why would you want to do that? Like, I mean, I, I get it. There's a lot of books that talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, death of the ego and, and just making it, again, right and wrong, good and bad, and all that kind of stuff, and making ego the bad guy. And it just never, I don't know, just my, my personality, I suppose, was always one of harmony, even as a child. So it just, just never felt comfortable to me to talk about, that that way yeah because it's usually some innocent little child inside of you who's who just wants to be loved you know some aspect Mm. of you who went through some dark trauma you know because we we came on to experience everything and and those of us who came on as light warriors how are you Mm -hmm. going to help somebody if you haven't been there I mean humans humans are so exacting of integrity like they're like, if you haven't gone through what I've gone through, I don't want to hear anything you have to say because you don't, you don't understand me. So those of us that came in to be light workers, <laughs> well, we have to go through all this stuff because otherwise they Good won't point. listen to us. You know, so we have yeah. to do it. Yeah, yes, because a lot of folks are seeing, and I'm sure you've met them as well. It's like, when I get all healed up, I can do my mission. Like when I can stop having this 
let's just say, inconvenient illness or all the stress in my life or relationship issues or money issues, whatever, then I'm going to be able to do my mission. But I really got to fix that first. And, you know, what we're saying is, wait, 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 wait. no, that, that is the path. That's the mission. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the mission. Embodying that and finding your way through it back to love is the mission. And when you chart that course, like, you are the way. Your personality is the way. The life circumstances you're facing are the way. That's what you're here to embody and live and do and be and breathe and be the example of and the demonstration of. And as you find love for all of that inside of yourself as you cultivate the love inside of yourself from all of that, you vibrate the frequencies of the healed patterns out to everybody and that's what's actually in service. This has took me the longest time, Dr. Karen, to really figure out because, you know, our egoic brains are like programmed to go um, very linear, like, right. okay, like I, if I'm doing my job, then I have like 50,000 subscribers and I, you know, <laughs> And everyone's listening to my every word, and I'm, you know, and, and so it's very, it's very linear, but it's not like that, because we're all part of the same mycelial network of humanity. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. we're doing in private that we think nobody knows about or is benefiting from, because we haven't told anybody about it, but we're healing this really, really deep, dark thing inside of us and bringing love to it, and we're healing a family relationship, for example. Yes. That is healing everyone else. It's giving them the pattern the code break, the solution, the key and the lock for how to unlock that for themselves. And it's all happening through the conscious connection of all humans on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I, I often will say, you know, because people get upset. They, they're like, you know, I see what you're doing, Dr. Karen, and I'm just like, you know, what I'm doing in my business or healing practice is just a shadow of that. How am I actually making a difference? And I'm like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> you know, you going through what you're going through right now and healing it and bringing consciousness and love to it is so helping everyone. You know, it doesn't have to look big, you know, on the, in the outside world. Some people can, I mean, I can, I mean, can seem intimidating to people. I don't mean to be. Um, so, uh, and they compare, and that doesn't help anyone because I've done that, been there, done that, compared it, and felt not good about myself, right, and doing that, that, that little bit. So I tell them, hey, you know what, you being able to work through whatever you're working through, because I haven't gone through exactly what you've gone through, you're setting up and, and or reinforcing what Rupert Sheldrake calls positive morphic fields so that other people can tap into that, which is why after Roger Bannister ran the four, first four-minute mile after 20 years of people saying it's impossible for humans to run that fast, guess what? A whole bunch of people did in the next 18 months because he yeah, because set up he, that positive he charted morphic field. The, he charted, yeah, he charted the pathway towards it. He became it, and then he vibrated his frequency out to everybody else so they could claim the patterns without even knowing yeah. they claimed the patterns, and now they can do it because they've got the way. So. I love that you're saying that because everybody is contributing to this. And so sometimes your greatest service is like you get the insight to go sit your butt down at a you know breakfast bar and just eat breakfast. That's the thing because whoever you're around needs that pattern. You know, so just go, go do Don't it. Don't care. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, so tell us a little bit more about uh, your book. You know, um, who is it for, um, what people get out of it when they read it. Yeah, it's for anyone who's 
really ready to embody as love. You know, embodying as love, as you know, Dr. Karen, is not a fluffy path. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It takes courage. It takes willingness to feel. It takes a lot of good support and safety. Um, there's many challenges along the way uh, with knowing what the truth is, right? Discernment and feeling it to heal it. There's a lot of lessons. And so this is what this path is really about, is bringing this wisdom from the Andes Mountains, from these medicine people that are an unbroken lineage of Mm. earth love for centuries. These people have um, maintained their wisdom and their cultural practices and their language even, um, despite Spanish colonization. They have maintained it. And because it's unbroken, it's pure, uh, much purer than um, what many of us in the Western world are attempting to do now is to reconnect with our ancestral lines of people who understood earth wisdom and medicine. And we're doing that back through time, right? So part of what happens in this path is that you do get reconnected with your ancestral lines. You get to clean things up, clear up um, gaps in um, medicine knowledge, and reestablish those strong pathways so that the wisdom of our ancestors can support us even as we reach forward into our descendants to bring back the knowledge that they have acquired after us. So in a way, we're sort of playing with time because we're... Yeah, we're actually bringing healed patterns and new technologies back from our descendants to the now moment and old technologies and ancient wisdoms up from our ancestors up until the now. So we're sort of weaving these um, timelines together. And when we do that, the whole timeline uplifts when we allow, for example, our, our future self to support us in making decisions today the entire timeline uplifts and we change the potentials possible at the other side, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I don't really talk about it a lot in, in public yet, uh, but within my own you know, uh, healing community uh, about um, you know, having that future self. Sometimes the we have something called soul mergers. Um, there, it's probably called something else in you know, ancient wisdom, but I call them soul mergers where there may be a future version of ourselves or even from another, uh, another timeline lineage, not our future future self, where you know, um, they will merge with us in this timeline. So we have more of that soul wisdom coming through, and they're usually 100% truth, love, and light, you know, that merge with us. And I love what you said about that, too, because you have the ancient wisdom, the future knowledge, all being able to be activated in the now. And just as you were saying that, Carrie, I was going to uh, ask a kind of a a pointed question around, um, you know, some ancient practices. Sometimes I've witnessed that because there's an ancient practice or an ancient, um, like you said, like an unbroken lineage, the wisdom, that sometimes people 100% just go, well, that's the best, right? Like we should be like them and we should be you know, living like them. We should have that knowledge. We should do everything that they did now. And, and, and I'm like, well, uh, I don't think I'm going to move anytime soon. And if we all ended up in the Andes, you know, I mean, that would be not very practical. <laughs> and, and so there's this, uh, and I know it's egoic, but there's this desire for perfection and mastery. So we need to be like them. Now, here's the thing. I've come across a healer that contacted me not yeah, um, a couple of years ago. 
and he was interested in you know clearing entities and he somehow searched my name and you know saw that I was an expert in this thing and long story short um, his family lineage through I think he was a fourth or fifth generation healer in his uh, shamanic family um, the way they healed entities uh, in his you know lineage was to bind them okay so and I just told him that I'm not I'm not into that <laughs> you know I'm into loving them and loving them as you know I call them love into light and we don't bind we don't punish if anything you know we heal them uh, to a higher vibration um, because at the end of the day they're us you know just having a different experience and so he says no no on our lineage we bind them and I'm like well I just not into that you know so that was interesting to me because I was like well here's this shamanic you know wisdom from their lineage but I'm not in agreement with that so just curious what your feedback is on that kind of stuff yeah absolutely I agree with you um, what happens is that we have pathways that are ancestral humanity pathways and what we want to do at this time is merge that with star wisdom with mm. you know galactic wisdom and to bring everything to a merger of technology so it's not like one thing is better than another it's more like they have different purposes and in the merging of them they actually become more potent through the weaving so that's why I'm really about the weaving of things and when you weave it together from your heart the decision that is the best for you will come forth so this also is not about there's one right way like that whole idea that there's one right way to do something that is a Piscean age idea ah. and we've seen the sort of effect of having that idea spread across the planet you know right. <laughs> yeah. without saying, saying about anything too much nope. about that but nothing to look over here no no <laughs> That is really just destructive. And so what we're really moving to, and this is why there's so many test initiations and challenges at this time for everybody on the planet, and thus COVID was a huge one, right? Like, because we all had to decide what was true and what was not true. Um, so when we're in this, um, this initiation to become sovereign, we allow the support of our ancestors and we weave that together with the support of our higher guidance and maybe that's galactic maybe that's mm -hmm. um, our higher soul our over soul and we weave all of that together with medicine people that are beyond the veil here to help us at this time on the planet that are sort of unaffiliated right they're mm -hmm. sort of just here to support us so the thing I like about the Andes wisdom is that they they're very egalitarian and they respect and honor everybody's dream of life so their practices are all about you finding your own way. Hmm. Their practices are about you discovering the way that's right for you in the moment through your own heart connection with Mother Earth and with your higher guidance. This path is here to support you in creating your own universe. And they, they have sacred cloths that they weave to facilitate the construction of that universal play space mm -hmm. for you in a tangible way. And then anything you choose to put in there is is what you're activating inside your personal universal space. Uh -huh. So you're you're teaching you how to be a creator, you know, of your own reality. Essentially, they're not here to tell you do this, do that, do this. They have very simple practices like you know, right thinking, 
thing, right, love, right, right action. It's very simple. There's no huge book. <laughs> There's no rule book. <laughs> it's like, here's your clock. Really? <laughs> Not that. That didn't work, obviously. Um, so here's... <laughs> Here is your cloth, and here is your, and you get to make your own universe, and guess what? You get to experience the results of creating your own universe. So mm. that's the truth of the matter, actually. So they're not trying to introduce something to you that's not already true. They're just making tangible and visible what's already true. You're the creator of your own reality, whether you knew that or not. And they're just making it tangible so you can play with it and go, oh, wait a second, I put this in here, that means I'm creating this. Oh, okay, do I really want to do that? And so you get to you get to make those choices and experience the and so the medicine people will be on the veil of this path. They just support you in your lessons that you're creating for yourself. They're just there to support you as you become a creator. Ah, I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I, I love what you're saying about the the weaving. I've been doing a lot of weaving lately. Um, that the, the weaving of you know ancient wisdom, galactic wisdom, maybe you know alternate dimensions wisdom, and it's it's it doesn't have to be this is the right way and the only way, you know. And and we don't have to say well just because they're ancient it means that everything they said is perfect, <laughs> and we, it cannot yeah, be not evolved. True. Not allowed to be evolved. <laughs> I mean, what would be the fun of being a conscious soul um, with universal intelligence, able to create anything you want, coming to a planet where there's one prescribed way to do it correctly. <laughs> like, yes. Exactly. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> we want to create exactly. our own thing. Like, but that makes, yeah, totally. Like, that, that wouldn't make any sense at all. <laughs> it's like you come to a planet of artisans, and then you say, welcome to our planet of ultimate creativity and artisanship, and now you must create the painting exactly like this, follow Bob Ross. Happy little trees. <laughs> I love Bob Ross. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's ridiculous. Like in front of everything he's just seen. I'm like, Bob, okay. <laughs> that would be pointless. Yes, yes. Great, great point. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> saying that and, and for the humor as well. Um, so where can people find the book? When is it launching? And, uh, you know, where should they find you? Absolutely. Well, the book is going to launch on Earth Day in honor of Mama Gaia. I'm okay. so blessed to celebrate her on Earth Day this year for 22-2023. And the first chapter and a recorded version of the first chapter can be received at my website, kerryhummingbird.com. That's K-E-R-R-I hummingbird.com forward slash inner medicine. All one word, inner medicine. Oh, fantastic. So they can get the first chapter free and then on the 22nd, then they can go and purchase uh, a copy of the, of the book, whether that be Kindle or paperback, correct? Yeah, they can actually pre-order the Kindle version. If they want the paperback, it's going to be round about that day because, you know, Amazon has really strange ways of of scheduling things. And so that book is meant to go be released on the 22nd. So a pre-order of the Kindle is currently available, and the print version will be available shortly after. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, well, congratulations. Uh, first of all, in all your books, but also this one sounds just amazingly juicy, and um, I've had a fantastic time, you know, having you on the show today. I really enjoy our connection, and what I love about talking with other star seeds is that it's like so easy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> I guess we may, might, might even be from the same galaxy, you know? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that's fantastic. Uh, so, Carrie, I want to thank you so much for being on Light Warrior Radio today. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. And uh, congratulations for that beautiful book that you have uh, produced, which will be releasing April 22nd, Inner Medicine, Becoming One with Mother Earth for the Survival of Humanity. I loved our conversation today. And I also want to thank all of our Light Warrior listeners. Until next time, bye for now.